Hello, you are listening to episode 31 of the 11th Hour, a Branson podcast. I'm Sam Mellencon of Debacle Records. I'm Brad Rose from Foxy Digitalis. Uh, each week, one of us picks a song and uh, for the Rancid catalog, and we discuss all our complicated feelings and whatnot. Uh, this week, I was trying to pick something very Larsy off of an Out in the Wolves for some reason. I don't even remember why we were. I don't either. This, we were something about last week made me go, hmm, I should pick something classic Lars off of Out in the Wolves. We maybe it's because we were. It a lot. Yeah, maybe it's because we were talking about the first record where there is no Lars. Oh, and, there is no Lars. Something yeah, like that. Yeah. And uh, it created this interesting conversation, <clears throat> excuse me, where uh, it was a question of what is Brad's least favorite track on Out in the Wolves? And uh, I did end up via you know deduction <laughs> figuring out that it's she's automatic and so we're gonna we're gonna take a look at she's automatic from Malcolm the Wolves this week the way that she moves well, I was aroused, All right, uh, she's automatic. Outcome the Wolves, nineteen ninety five, has the whole lineup, the super team lineup of Jerry Finn, Brett Gerwitz, and Andy Wallace on the mixing. So uh, very nineties uh, lineup of uh, produced super <laughs> producers um, and Brett. And then uh, <laughs> the the one thing that it jumped out at me in terms of the credits and facts about the song is that this is one of the two pure Lars tracks. Oh, what? Is the other one at the war's end? Yes, which okay. is actually really interesting because they both are very like, oh, Lars wrote this about high school or something, basically, right? right? Like, um, uh, yeah. So, so you had you had brought up, we have sort of this history of talking about like when, uh, when Tim and Lars get kind of, uh. But basically, when they get horny for some ladies, <laughs> we get we get, get a little squicked out, which is funny because it's like I don't care normally, but for right. some reason, so yeah. Two. Well, and, yeah. and and I was thinking about this, right? Like because you know why? And, and the funny thing is, is I don't think it got to me when like when I first heard, you know, when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. I don't think I quite understood. And it's not even a thing about like I don't. I'm not interested in hearing songs that are like, I mean, these aren't sexy, but you know what I mean? Like about, cause you know, two of my probably favorite albums of the last 20 years that have are so far off of rancid, but are like the dreams love versus money and love King, which are like the horniest fucking albums in history. But, (laughs) but it's like, I don't, I don't want like, I don't look for this in like rancid or punk. And it's just kind of, Here's my one pushback. Is yeah. There's only like one track, one line in this that makes it yeah. kind of a horny track. Like, yes. maybe it's because it's so like emphasized at the beginning, but like this is actually a really sweet song, I feel like. Kind of, yeah. I guess the other thing about this song that kind of, I, I, I actually, and the thing is, is, it's like, yeah, it's my least favorite song on Outcome the Wolves, but I still like this song. Like, 
especially sure. I mean musically and like the melody and the like it's a great like uh, you know all of that hits all the marks for me but it kind of it's like I don't know it's just this very like straight teen boy fantasy song which I just doesn't do much for like it rem- it's the same reason that stuff like screeching weasel doesn't hold up for me because it's screeching weasel is like so much of that and yeah 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 and, and i don't know like it's just not that interesting to me like i don't i think it's you know when i think about not to you know to bring up troublemaker where i think is it appeals that album has appealed to me more than the other later albums is because a lot of the songs are just about random shit like you know like the civil war <laughs> like mm. and maybe at this like stage of my life that is m- more interesting to me in this kind of music than yeah i don't know that's kind of that's i i i think it's kind of interesting that when you said it's your least favorite i was like oh yeah i could uh, that's that's probably very likely for me and i i was thinking about like why is that true yeah I don't think it was the same. The arouse, the arouse line also makes me think of fucking Kanye. I mean, fuck yeah. Kanye now, but like right. the aroused is like right in my head every time he says it now, which is right. really funny. Every time I hear that word, <laughs> I just think so aroused. Um, like, uh, I think that there's something wrong with the beginning of the song in terms of like the melody doesn't resolve right or something weird happens. Like, like he can't sing it right, or there's something hmm. about it where it feels like somebody writing their first song. Yeah, right? like they, I, yeah. I don't, I don't really know what I'm talking about. No. So you know, hold on here. But like, there's something about like like the the power passion by every like there's something about like he's fitting rhymes into rhymes that don't work. Sort of, um, <clears throat> it's like. He's got like half a hook, but it's not really working. But it's so like kind of sweet that it kind of works. But I have this feeling that like as I listen to the song, I'm like, oh, this is good. And I feel like that's the classic like, well, if you got a gajillion dollars and a bunch of good people in a room for <laughs> for know, enough time, yeah, for enough time, and you kind of arrange that that outro because of the the. I mean, it's just one of those first ones that like I think of a life went away is when Lars kind of goes. Uh, pushes his vocals a little bit. Yeah. And I think the the back half of the song, he actually, you're like, wow, listen to Lars really belting it out, you know, and getting that great timbre he has, you know. and mm-hmm. But, like, the beginning of the song is the opposite of that. The, the, the beginning, there's something... <clears throat> I wish if a musician or a songwriter could explain to me why it feels so off-kilter at the beginning. Like, something that, like, the rhythm's wrong or... It's not massively wrong. It's like, right. it's like again, I think they're stuffing too many words into their into each like couplet or whatever. You know what I mean? And, yeah. But it, it kind of settles down for the rest of the track. And I was listening to it. I was like, I remember quite enjoying the back half of the song, and like I love that um, the when he's doing the way she moves, yeah. And there's that kind of like jangly, more like eighties right. gu- punk guitar in the background, kind of being like kind of triumphant. And, you know, the, it, it has that feeling of, like, man, did he write this, like, or part of this when he was a kid? And, like, he's kind of remembering um, high school. I, it might also just be, like, college, and it's like some, it seems like it was out at the club, so I don't really know. Sure, it's hard to know. Yeah, 
I mean, I don't know. Like, it's again, it's fu- I, 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 it's weird to say. Like, like my least favorite song on Outcome of the Wolves is still I probably like better than sure nine yeah. you know eighty percent of other rancid songs, and so I'm like, it's it's hard like couching it sort of in that context. It makes me feel like I have to speak negatively about it but it's like i actually you know mostly like the song um but it yeah i don't know it just yeah i don't know it doesn't do a lot for me like and and yeah we've talked about like whenever they start singing about girls if and it's you know and, and it's maybe and this is i'm probably gonna piss people off here i mean that's fine but apparently that's like the new thing we're doing um but like you know for a band that sells themselves and talks so much about how like yeah we're anti-racist and we're like uh accepting and all you know when it comes to like feminism and women <laughs> it doesn't hmm. <laughs> yeah i mean there's a big, there's a big disconnect to me and it doesn't seem like most women in their songs are either objects of desire mm-hmm. groupies being like being very explicit that like yeah and then we met some ladies out, out you know on tour or and i'm not saying that in a like i don't i'm not using groupie as a term that sure. I, I care about but that's the tone they have and then uh or you're deeply in love like it has that problem of like and you know good, the, the, good bros where it's like you know like yeah yeah and, and i think that you know one of those and they kind of managed to or Tim, man, like, walks that line in a really sort of interesting, nuanced way on Olympia. We kind of talked about that, and I think that's mm-hmm, part of the mm-hmm. why it's so effective. Because that's not, I, you know, like, there's, yeah. And, and to, I think that, yeah, they're just, more often than not, it seems like, yeah, the women in their songs are just, like, objects of desire. And yeah. that... Or tragic stories that they're uh, kind of borrowing. Yes. And it's just... It just kind of it rubs me the wrong way, like and 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 again, it's this weird thing where and, and this isn't, um, like this isn't exclusive to rancid by any means, but where it's like yes, we are so anti-racist and and you know all the and there's just like this whole other, <laughs> um, yeah, your actions, yeah, ism or whatever out there that's yeah. like oh what you know well what don't say anything about that um but i'm not but i'm we're nice to it you know like yeah they don't even have like they don't have, they never went past like some basic shit of like right you don't actively outwardly hate women you're you're a feminist and it's like wh- hold on right, right. <laughs> like, i know you know we always talk about that sort of and we the sliding doors moment of like when there seem to be more of a connection to the olympia scene and stuff like that and i always wonder yeah. had it gone more the other way which because obviously you know you which i associate a lot of that well i mean we there's the rumor that olympia the woman in olympia is toby vale which is yeah uh it's like Huh, I wonder, you know, would that have <laughs> changed some perspectives? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, um, or would they have pulled away? Yeah, right. I, I don't know. And that's, like, but that's to me, I, that's, I think that's a big, like, this song feels very emblematic of that sort of approach or idea. Because, you know, we talked about when we were talking last week, what's the least favorite? Your other, one of your other guesses was Junkie Man. That was like, not guesses, but like, you know. Yeah. And and that's just like such a fucking weird song. But it's like, I'm much more interested in Rancid 
exploring those kind of weird like you know it's just uh yeah yeah i mean i i absolutely like rancid when they're a little bit more storytelling a little bit more bleak a little bit more painful to be honest right right i i do think that like lumping this in with like the like some of the trash that's on on late like the mid 2000s stuff with how they're like I think this is a very sweet song, and I, I actually think it's so cute about how, like, you don't really associate Lars being like, I think this is how he is, but I don't think his persona is that he's just, like... That's fair. ...an anxious, sweet guy, but I think he probably is just kind of an anxious, sweet guy, you yeah. know? In the, and a lot of this stuff he's done all his life has to do with the fact that he's like, well, that's not what I should be, right? Right. And I I really think it's, like, kind of a an interesting... I mean, he's doing it within a, a like lexicon that is like understood by everybody which is like the sweet like being kind of enamored on the on the first interaction with a a woman you know sort of song yeah but in that it's like if you compare that to a lot of other stuff it's like you know he's basically just saying like i having this like puppy dog love or infatuation with some woman at a club or or that he's maybe starting to date or that he's meeting right and just like being like, wow, this woman's nuts. I'm gonna, I, I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally, you know, enamored by this person, and I'm nervous, and I'm, uh, you know, it was really nice to just like have this moment, and we, you know, and, it, you know, it's like, yeah, it's basically like a college kid going like, wow, going out and dancing with this woman was wild, you know, and and it, I can't believe how, you know, how enamored I am with this, and it's like. That's a little bit more like I would take that version of this stuff sure. over almost anything else. You right? Know? No, like, I, yeah, absolutely, and, and and yeah, I mean that's again, like I said, like Outcome the Wolves is a n- nearly perfect record. So it's, yeah, yeah, it's you know it's no, like really I, splitting I hairs, I right? I don't mean to like be constantly putting it up against that ledger of this idea that it's the one you don't like specifically, right. and we're like interrogating that, but like. I felt the same way. Like, when you said it, I was, like, fully on board. I was like, yeah, yeah, okay. I can see that one being, like, the least great song on that album. And I also was like, oh, yeah, is that the one? And, and again, I think because it's so uh, legible that you hear aroused right, <laughs> at the beginning right. of the song that you're like, oh, this is a song just about, like, just being really, you know. But it's actually, I forgot how sweet it is. It's almost in my mind. Yeah, I think I did, too, it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's this like hilarious arc that happens with it. I guess I'm saying, repeating myself a little bit, but like it really does feel like I start this song and I'm like, oh yeah, this song, it's kind of weird. Yeah. And then by the end, I'm like, yeah, this is really just like this great kind of um, John Waters movie sort of guitar. Like, you right. know, John Waters, that's not, yeah, yeah. No. And like, I don't know, like it's, uh, there's something there. And then, um, I also, the only other thing that I, I can think about, which makes it, this one's put in a really tough place on the record, because right. it goes, Ruby Soho, Daily City Train, Journey to the End of the East Bay, she's automatic, and then Old Friend and Disorder come right after it. Like, it's yeah. kind of just tucked in there in between some of the, the great. you would say, like, Journey and Old Friend are, like, you know, two of your favorite songs. Yeah, songs. Absolutely. Yeah, easily and and you know probably five maybe at times for you i would guess yes um and then i mean like, even expanding out i mean like daily city train ruby and disorder and disarray yeah. are like 
top 30 probably you know what i mean exactly <laughs> they're, I mean, they're, yeah i mean this is the heart and soul of this record and like having this kind of paper thin you know lars you know you know i also you think know there's some truth to like the lars songwriting isn't as strong you know when he's solo here early on in the and w- band which so. by the way there's actually three solo large songs on here i'm looking at it right now listed oh really my, there's a list, third one listed mia oh yeah that's funny they all have that same tone of right like, they're they're like all kind of the same song like being a young guy yeah like they're 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 almost like they're like things that stuck in his mind that he needs to get out you know like like which it's really interesting they're all kind of the same story but like very different it's like you know one is like listed in my a is you know um you know, getting out yeah like whatever and then like she's automatic is about this girl and you know all that they all seem like like kind of getting out from the town getting out from yeah parents getting in out, different um, ways <laughs> like this feels like the freedom of like hey we just went to the club and you know, I was, you know, not anxious and I hung out this later and then I was, but, you know, it kind of has that, like, it's, I don't know, it sounds like a 21-year-old, like, writing about what it was felt like to be 19, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, and I think, like, and, and it's, you know, and again, it's like one song on this, and when I, you know, comparing to, like, Screeching Weasel or The Queers, like, I mean, The Queers got a lot of other, there's a lot of problematic things there, but their entire shtick is that. Yeah, Not I mean, entirely, but most, you know, I mean, that's what all of it, and that, and again, when I was like 15, 16, I, and I was super into that shit. Um, yeah, I gobbled up all the like. And now it's like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like the, the queers have a, some great hooks and stuff, but Jesus Christ, like I can't. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm embarrassed to listen to half of that shit. Oh yeah. Like the stuff you like. God, I can't even, like, think of, like, what was my worst of all that. But, like, that sort of, like, intensely feels like you're 16 or 13, you know. Right. And so, I mean, this feels like... This feels like Rancid's version of that in a way, which it's still... I mean, it's miles better than all that stuff, but I think... (coughs) I... My brain just kind of goes there. But it is funny. Like, I picked this. (coughs) And I'm going to... I'm choking right now. Um... (laughs) And then as I, yeah, like, I listen, I'm like, I mean, I actually, I mean, I like this song. Too. You know, I mean, it's. <laughs> yeah. I, I do think that it does a little bit of a trick where the first part of the song doesn't hang together right. There's something wrong yeah. with it. And and then you're like, no, wait, I love this as it's like kind of fading out. You're like, no, this yeah. is a delightful song. And so I would love to know if somebody has a theory on like, why does this, like, why the hell does this song feel so off kilter? Right, you know what I mean, like because it it does start, and it, it might just be like the the meters off on the on the vocals, you know, and it's like they're just trying to shove too much stuff in there at the beginning, but uh, I don't know. I think it does a good job of, of sort of that itchy sort of. I, I'm excited, but I'm like overwhelmed by you know yeah. sort of a, an interaction and and uh, you know, but the thing is, it, is like all of this because uh, I think actually this conversation has made me like even. I'll just say like the song more. I don't want us to say dislike the song less because I don't. Anyway, it's you know, <laughs> it's made me yeah. like I feel better about the, but I'm pretty sure I would still pick it as my least favorite. <laughs> yeah, I think it's up there. I don't. I, I you know, I, I'm like looking at the track list and like, yeah, I don't know. Listed in my A maybe. Mm, I don't know. I mean, I can I can totally understand why people would pick Junkie Man, but I'm I look forward to someday doing Junkie Man because it's. 
I think yeah. one of the most bizarre songs in the Rancid catalog. <laughs> and I'm all for fucking weirdness, but it's but I think the other thing, I mean it just kind of shows how fucking good this album is. Like Yeah, it is you, wild. You got to split hairs to find issues. My head was spinning a million miles an hour The chance I was taking I get anxious around I put it on my shoulder Started to hold her Swinging and swinging The moaning begun She's automatic So automatic The way that she moves The way that she moves She's automatic So automatic The way she moves Yeah I said the way she moves Yeah I, I was listening to especially the flow of this album a little bit right before, you know, like yesterday when before we were recording in it. And it was just reminding me, I was like, God damn, this record. Like, there is something really magical about this record. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. My wife, you know, finally started listening to the podcast, is kind of plowing through everything. And uh, oh gosh. she's like, The problem is, I don't really like Rants. I don't really <laughs> get it. And like, I was like, That's fine. And, and she's like, It would be nice if I like, could understand i was like i was listening to it yesterday i was like i really should just be like hey just listen to outcome the wolves alone a few times and the like songwriting like i think we spend a lot of time talking about tim and tim's voice and we spend you know like Mm -hmm. like a lot of things like we've brought up are tougher if you're not into tim you know what i mean as like a entity which is totally valid sure um so I wonder if it's like, no, get this bedrock of like understanding outcome the wolves and then like everything else might like open up for you a little bit more. And, and yeah, I think it is. I think it's like, you know, not a lot of rancid is truly pop punk in my mind, but no. this album is pop punk. You know what I mean? Like Kinda. this one is, like, no, this one is like, this is totally pop punk. Like it's not pop punk in like completely every like the genre, Blink One Eighty Two like, style. Like see, that's when no, I think but that's one thing. I, but like, yeah, but like the stiff little fingers clash. Like, um, I guess these I, just yeah. like incredible hooks that you know what I mean. Like they're like while still being very like kind of like spiky and 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 um, I don't know. There's there's an effortlessness of the songwriting, and there's a there's a just there's hooks throughout yeah. this album. Like this album yeah. is full of hooks. I think right. Yes, I th- and I think effortless is a yeah. really good. Show. And yeah, it, it's some word. It's semantics. Like when for me, like I think pop punk, and I'm thinking Blink One Eighty Two. I'm thinking the queer. I'm thinking that style of like I can't. Sure. Um, but it doesn't matter. Like whatever. But this you one's also call. the closest to all of those, by far. There is no other Rancid album. More yeah, no. Like I mean, I think it's. I think it's one. the closest, but I still think it's like in a different zip code. But yeah, I mean, I, to me, pop punk is like, I don't know, all that stuff, you know, like yeah, from the descendants on out. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, but like, but like, and I think I always, and I think I always think of pop punk as being like, t- it's all silly. And slacks. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's just all like silly. You know, the lyrics are all just jokey you know i mean it's we've talked about it's all like it's like 17 year old boy sort of yeah it's why i never got into no effects yeah because i feel like it kind of sits in that space um and you know that's and so but yes i totally agree that for rancid this is whether it's in that 
zone or whatever. It's as close to, you know, I, yes, totally agree. It's the most, re- the same reason you, like, a person would, like, put that on and find it very, like, it washes over them and it's enjoyable. Yeah. And it's sort of like popcorn. This album has that same thing of, like, every song is just built to be engaging and poppy in a way. You know, like, it was their one to, like, it is a crowd pleaser through and through. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's, in, in a way that, like, Let's Go definitely is not. You know what I mean? Let's Go is, like, kind of a challenge if you're not into, like, very fast, you know, skate punk or whatever. Sure, you know, like, right. And Well, and I think that... Um, I think that is spot on that it is like the, it's a crowd pleaser through and through. And then I think going back to it, the effortlessness is where none of it feels forced. Like they're not yeah. trying to make it the crowd pleaser. Oh, no, it just, no. and so I, I think, I mean, I think that's some of the magic of, you know, those, why this, all of this is like thrown into this cauldron and this certain time period, however, what long it was when they wrote this album and it just came yeah and i totally agree like if i mean i don't know how many people are listening to episode 31 at this point and are not into rancid or maybe this is the first one you've heard and you don't you know you like us and you don't give a shit about rancid or you're not sure i would totally agree like if you want to see if rancid is the thing you could like just listen to outcome the wolves a few times and we've also and, talked about like how like an outcome the wolves is maybe kind of sits alone like there's nothing mm-hmm. else like an outcome the wolves like this is the one where they've been, had like the least rockabilly like least mm-hmm. like kind of like um uh, you know bluegrassy country thing that like really permeates the back half of their, their catalog yes. and like um it's also the first time they slow down after the first couple records so like it you know and it gets painted with the skull reggae brush and there's like three songs on it right know, that are, right it's actually like this weird neutral record in a lot of ways kind of neutral you know clash style rockers you know mm-hmm. and um and as much as that that would make it seem like oh maybe it's a weird oddity it's it, you know it's still like to me the way like if you want an entry point of like to start caring about ranted to start like it's like the bedrock yeah granted is this one and it's like it isn't like you would want to i don't think you would want at this point to say hey person skeptical of ranted go from you know 93 on you right know, it's like don't listen to I it chronologically just, no, 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 no. <laughs> god that would be bad i i just don't think and those are good records i like those records but sure. like I yeah I, I really do think and and for people who maybe have like spent a lot of their teen years loving Outcome the Walls and then like burning out on it like you know I think I did a little bit yeah um, absolutely you know and that was what was so refreshing about two thousand and all this stuff and you know as much as we talk up Life O Eight I think Life O Eight is kind of like needs the understanding of the rest of it mm-hmm. for it to be impressive you know and so. Yeah, like if if you're sort of like missing the magic a little bit, and like you either are burnt out, you know, listen to 31 <laughs> episodes of a podcast about Rancid, or you know you're you're trying to find your way in. You're like a friend of ours, and you've been listening yes. to this, and you're like, I'm trying to find my way into Rancid to like get why these yeah. two chuckleheads like are you mar- so much, or you're married to us, and you're or like, or <laughs> listen for the people who are married <laughs> to us. Uh, all those that demographic yeah it's a huge uh, huge demographic of our listeners <laughs> uh yeah i would say like just like kind of mainline this album for a little bit mm-hmm. and see if it see if it kind of like makes you go oh i get it you know like because it is the it is the most digestible by far yeah um and uh, you but, know and if 
and if you try and you can't, I don't know if you will. I, you know, Rancid's probably just not for you. <laughs> and that's okay. Or you just need Rancid 2000. And well, yeah. Just, like, uh, yeah one I mean, if, great Rancid record for you. <laughs> right. Yeah. If you listen to this and you're like, this is like, this is, this is that fucking emo shit like Fugazi. <laughs> um, then, yeah, you need Rancid 2000. <laughs> Um, yeah no I, I yeah so you know the other thing i think the other reason yeah. my, i think it's my least favorite is because it comes after journey to the end of the east bay yeah i mean it's and like it has you, a weak start yeah it's like you, know? you, you go from for me like the top of the mountain you're number one I think, right? and like uh, yeah you're not gonna say it but it is yeah 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 pretty much um i think you know it's just it's just like you don't want to follow that up i mean it was like the show i played a week ago and we played last and the guy who played before us is this guy, my friend Warren, real writer, who does stuff as Tick Suck, and he does like this, it's like noise, but he's so fucking good. And <laughs> after he played, I looked at my friend Carl, who it was our duo playing, I was like, why the fuck did you make us go after him? It's like, oh man, we're going to look like shit now. <laughs> and it was fine, but like, it was, you know, it's the same thing. It's like, you don't want to, you don't want to follow the... <laughs> so yeah but it's yeah. you know but it's fine it's uh, you know and and yes by the end of the song i mean you're bopping your head along in that last chorus where she, well, the way she moves yeah that thing is great yeah, yeah that's like i mean it's very cheesy but it, and it's very like of a style but it, i get into it yeah you know the guitars and i think that's a large riff which is pretty interesting because it's pretty early for like how it's mm-hmm. you know this is still it. Is like I'm just rhythm man. I'm, I don't do anything. Right. Like that's a nice jangly little guitar at the end, you know. So. Yeah, and I'm all, and I am always a sucker for a jangly guitar. Right? Like that's. Hey, hey, this is a question. Yeah. Do you think it was that? That must have been a side, b side when it was on vinyl, right? Or tape, right? What? Like journey must end a side. Jeez, I don't know. I would think. Yeah, I'm just like looking at the. That's a good. That's a good question. You just did the meme of the lady going, hmm, maybe no. Maybe. <laughs> you just did the audio version of that that meme of the lady drinking kombucha for the first time. <laughs> I'm wondering. Hmm. Now I'm looking. I'm gonna look it up on now Discogs. You just look it up. Because I don't think so. I just look at the time. So? Just looking at the. I mean, it depends on how they were trying to split it. I can't group it. I can't group it. There's too many songs. I can't like do the math. Okay, I feel like that's coming up on twenty-one minutes, right? Yeah, but the album's like fifty, so hmm, maybe they just didn't. What do they do? No, so Daily City Train else. is and Daily City Train's the end of the A side. Journey's the beginning of the B side, which that right. makes sense to me. What a that doesn't make sense to me at all. Oh, you don't I think mean, like Journey at the front of the like? No, I think Journey's an ending. Well, I mean that's. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Better than she's automatic being the first. Yeah, guess, see, like that doesn't of, work. Is yeah. um, okay. Let's see. That was yeah. Let's see if the cassette is the same as the LP. Yeah. So yeah, because they'd have more freedom on the cassette. To do right. They, they can want. do it right. So so that was yeah. Huh. That's an interesting question. Huh. Yeah. I, okay. I had I had let's go as a ten inch, like a white ten inch, I think, and I had. Oh, wow. Life won't wait. It's an orange clear double vinyl, but uh, I never had out from the wolves. Um, all right, ten inch. Was it like multiple ten inch? I double think it was a inch? double double okay. white ten inch. Yeah, back it's, then it's, when like it's ridiculous. It's great. 
10 inches are like like, are the stupidest format and i love it they've gone out like you can't even order them anymore like with the with the demand of vinyl they're like we're not going to swap those plates all the time you know um yeah. the the 10 inch the other there's two 10 inches that stuck in my mind one was let's go and the other one was kid a was a 10 inch oh the 10 inch that um sticks in my mind is huggy bears taking the rough with the smooch which is like the greatest kill rock stars release ever so in my opinion so, oh, okay like it when it comes to oh man i could do i'm not gonna start talking about huggy bear but huggy bear is one of the greatest fucking punk bands ever nobody ever talks about um and Joe Johnson from Huggy Bear went on to make really cool, like, ambient electronic music. Had a really- Holy shit, I did not realize that was the same person. Same person, yep, Joe, she was in Huggy Bear. <laughs> I remember when... Is that why she knows Chloe? Uh, like- I don't know how that happened. I just remember when... So, Chloe, from Further Records, for people who don't... Yeah. Um, when her and Mark, her husband who runs it... I remember, I think it was... Because I used to talk to Mark a lot more than I talked to Chloe because um, mm-hmm. he is an Arsenal fan. We were talking about soccer. Before uh, yeah, was um, and I was, anyway, I remember he told me that it was before it came out. He was like, and because, you know, we've talked about how I will go on random Twitter fucking rants. Um, Huggy Bear was one I would also go on. And <laughs> he was like, dude, you will never guess. Like, we're putting out a record from Joe who was in Huggy Bear. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like the most like weirdest, you know world's colliding thing and it's and and she's still i mean she's really really good um she's so good yeah those records everything she's put out which has not been a lot has been super good yeah um but anyway. all right well what are we what are we talking about okay next week? so next week so if, if i'm doing my calculations correct when this next the next week's episode airs it will be the beginning of december we're going to be in the holiday <laughs> okay. season in the thick of it. No. And I, I really wish, also, honestly, that I could just like play the song. like Rather than say it, I could play it and you could hear it, but I don't know how to make that happen technologically that it'll make sense. I, I, I have a guess, but go ahead. You have a guess what I'm going to pick? I mean... What's your guess? Are we, are we dipping into Tim Timebomb? Oh, no. Okay. Oh, no. That's a good idea for like closer to Christmas. Closer to Christmas. I was like, is it too early? No. So, yeah. you know... And, and, and but we are it is not rancid so uh-huh. oh okay so we've talked about how everything involving tim or like it's in bounds right yeah 100 so we've been i don't know it's been a kind of weird run of songs here and <laughs> i was like you know what let's just do the biggest fucking possibility there is and we're we doing ruby so no, we're going to do Sound System by Op Ivy. Oh, oh, oh okay, okay. <laughs> All right. I was like, take warning doesn't make sense with what you're saying. <laughs> I was, sound System, yeah, hell yeah. I've, I love sounds. I've been listening to Energy. I've been listening to Op Ivy a lot the last, like, two weeks, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I want Time to break the seal? Yeah, yeah. And, and I just, every time I listen to it, I just, I, I want to, I want to, like, gush about Jesse. <laughs> yeah yeah i fucking love jesse oh my god but anyway so uh i'm assuming most people who are have listened this far in the podcast are very familiar with it but if not go out and listen to operation ivy sound system and if you are not familiar with operation ivy you're welcome because yeah you're welcome like because holy shit in a lot of ways they're a lot better than me <laughs> yeah i mean i uh i would find get me in the right mood and i you know or i certain times of the year 
I will make the argument that Energy is like the greatest fucking album ever. So, like, yeah. I love it so much. Yeah, um, it's it's great. So it'll so. be fun to. I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting to talk to because, yeah. All right. Um, okay, so that's that's it. Shit, I've forgotten what I say now. Um, oh right, <laughs> uh, we're recording this way earlier than we normally do, on so we're both kind of out of it. So if shit didn't make sense. It's all right. I mean, hell, I think shit doesn't make sense half the time. Um, I'm totally lost. <laughs> oh, you can, you can find us, yes, on Twitter and on Instagram at RancidPod. Um, and, yeah, if anybody out there is more of a songwriting expert than either Samurai, which is a very low bar... Um, <laughs> What what is it about the beginning of She's Automatic that just seems kind of off kilter, and or are we just totally fucking out? Yeah, are we making that up? Yeah, which is very just as much just as plausible. So, all right, yeah. Anyway, next time we will talk about Op Ivy and see you in the.